NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big. So use promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP, sign up and prop up today. And finally, we're brought to you by our friends at Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. Hello and welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee. I hope all of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, I know we only had two NFL games instead of three due to COVID, but everything's crazy this year, so that's what you get. Um, Speaking of crazy, I need to bring in my co-host. Let's give it up for Zach Swissbank Broner. How was your Thanksgiving, my man? That's good, McKee. My, my Thanksgiving was great. I'm uh, glad to be back. Uh, we're talking about the NBA. I know you had a very SGPN-centric Thanksgiving. Um, I had, yeah. <laughs> had a real SGPN-centric Thanksgiving. Those of you who uh, read our website and our fantasy football coverage are probably know our uh, our lead fantasy football analyst, uh, Adam Pelletier. I have never met him in person. I've only talked to him via Zoom and uh, on our Slack channel, but I have uh, my wife and I happened to find ourselves in Charlotte for Thanksgiving and had nowhere to go. And that's where he lives. And he said, hey, I'm just cooking Thanksgiving for myself anyway. Why don't you come over? So um, Adam was nice enough to have my wife and I over for Thanksgiving and he cooked a great meal. And it was it was cool. I don't know. I mean, SGPN bringing people together. That, that, that's just DGENs helping DGENs. Uh, yeah. Great, great to see it around the holiday spirit. And uh, yeah, I saw I, we should get into the hoops, but I saw a very funny tweet that was saying like, yeah, I'm going to sue the NFL for making me actually talk to my family uh, <laughs> when, when they cancel the Raven Steelers game. <laughs> so very, very funny jokes along those lines, but yeah, still exactly. was fun to get college hoops back. Yeah, I want to I want to sue them because instead of getting to watch a third game, my wife made me watch a stupid Netflix Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> To get into this, but it was Dolly Parton's Christmas movie, and do not watch it if your if your girlfriend or boyfriend tries to get you to watch it. Avoid it at all costs. It does not get you into the holiday spirit. It just will make you angry. <laughs> um, we are twenty one days away from the NBA season starting, which sounds fucking insane to me. How's that sound to you? It sounds great. I mean. It it's sounds cra- great. <laughs> it sounds great to us. It's crazy that it's crazy from the perspective of the players. Um, obviously, there was a big report this week from Taylor Rooks at GQ magazine that was kind of detailing life in the bubble and the struggle that the players went to. So definitely as people who profit, I guess, off of these off of this league existing, yep. shout out to the players for being on board with this and coming back. Obviously, a lot of sacrifice went into the bubble. A lot of sacrifice goes into the COVID protocols so it's a it's a big rush to get next season started but uh we can't wait and we're about to look at some win totals which is very exciting remember these are all out of 72 games uh not 82 anymore so we have to do a little bit of that math um but excited to get into it well yeah and it feels weird to already be going into next season's win totals when it just feels like we left last season but that's how things are. So we're going to dive in. We're going to start talking about all the teams, uh, previewing all the teams before we get to the season. And we figured we'd start with the teams with some of the most change, the eight teams that have new coaches and how that might affect them going into the season because they have the shortened, obviously the shortened off season. Um, they're, they're just starting training camp today, right? December 1st. So they have a very, 
small window where they're even going to get to get to know their new coaches, get to know any new offensive systems, defensive systems. So it, th there's a lot going on with these teams. So that's why we wanted to touch on their win totals first. One thing I did want to say again, yeah, good point. These are out of 72 games instead of 82 games. So, you know, when you go back and look at win totals historically, that's going to skew them. However, the teams that played in the bubble pretty much played 72 games. So we get a good sense of what that was last season. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I'm just now pulling up the calculator app to add a little bit of context. I will be providing the 82 win equivalent to our discussion. Oh, um, thank you. No problem. Um, and yeah, I think so the, just to, the plan is that we're going to start with these eight teams today and then over the next couple of weeks, we will, we're not positive on the recording schedule, but we'll be touching on every team as well as you making maybe some official picks. Um, maybe we yeah. can get a little, we can get a little sharp off going with some, with some league features again. I do owe you a hundred bucks. Um, yeah. Well, I, which can, I, which we I can just, do double or nothing. We can do yes, it for exactly. this. I, I have yet to pay McKee for um, his, his units. Uh, he, he did better than me in the bubble. Um, yeah, I didn't, I should, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, exactly. over the holidays since I've I've been feeling cheerful. I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, we could go double or nothing. Um, yeah, I think we don't have an exact schedule for the next 21 days until the season, but we will certainly touch on every. We will do our best to preview every team. We're going to start with these eight teams, and we're going to talk all about the win totals. We'll give you our best bets for win totals before the season starts. Uh, best bets for championship, division winners, conference winners, MVP winners, uh, rookie of the year. So we'll, we'll get into all the futures bets before the season starts. But let's start with previewing the eight teams with new coaches because they'll have the most change. At the top of the list, we got to start with the Brooklyn Nets. Right now, the projected win total is 50 or I'm sorry, uh, 45 and a half. That's the fifth highest total in the league. One more game than the Nuggets, Heat, and 76ers. Uh, Zach just put into our Google Doc that that is a 52 win equivalent in an 82 game season. Um, not that this really matters, but the Nets last season, this is it's a totally different Nets team, but last season they had 35 wins and they played 72 total games. Their new coach is Steve Nash, along with Amari Stoudemire on his coaching staff, which is uh, kind of crazy that the old pick and roll duo is going to be pick and rolling some uh, coaching. Out is Kenny Atkinson. Uh, what are your first thoughts on this win total compared to, first of all, the you know, it's a higher win total than your Nuggets and the defending Eastern champions, the Heat and the 76ers. Yeah, I mean, I think this definitely seems like about the right number. I would put them in this tier, in that tier with those teams from a regular season perspective. Now, I've been high on, on the Nets from a championship playoff perspective. Um, I might lean under 45 and a half, though. I could see them sort of being in that fourth fifth or sixth seed in the east you look at this team with with Kyrie and Katie coming back off injuries um I expect them to be a and especially with hiring a coach and Steve Nash who seems like he's there to be a quote-unquote players coach um I expect them to have a heavy load management um sort of feel to this team I don't expect them to be chasing anything in the regular season obviously Kevin Durant all he has left to prove is winning a ring outside of outside of that Warriors context. So I would probably lean under 45 and a half off first glance, but that wouldn't say I, I still do really like this team in the playoffs. I think they're going to be geared to win in the playoffs. Um, yeah. I, I obviously worry about their defense now with Joe Harris coming back. He's going to be a key piece. Um, Kyrie KD, both likely to be minus regular season defenders. Um, where, where are you at with this team? Well, I, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, I just want to, I agree with the load management. Um, Steve Nash is a brand new coach. I think there is a tendency for us to maybe put him in the same camp as Steve Kerr, just because they're uh, white, former white players who were great at shooting. And um, 
we don't know how Steve Nash is going to be as a coach. He might struggle in the beginning. He might struggle to manage the egos of Kyrie and KD. I know he has relationships with both of them, but um, it, they might start off slower than people think. Right now, we don't know exactly even what their team is going to be. There's still rumors of a James Harden trade. Who are they going to get rid of still? So, you know, just so far, the, the player movement they've done they re-signed Joe Harris and Tyler Johnson as the Tyler Johnson being their backup point guard. They signed Jeff Green. Oh, great! I, I feel like every Jeff Green uh, team's win total you just go under. They lost Garrett Temple, which doesn't matter much. Uh, players they still might move. These are huge question marks: Spencer Dimwitty, Karis Levert, and Jarrett Allen. Right now, I would say. You, you mentioned this total had been pulled off the board in some books. I would stay away until you know more about this win, uh, about this win total, about more about this team. Yeah. And, and that's a great point. I mean, I'm glad you put the quote unquote players. They still might move because keep in mind, if, if, if Woj's reporting is correct, that the Rockets are going to take James Harden into the regular season, this specter of the Harden trade is going to hang over both those franchises for, up at least until the trade deadline, right? I mean, Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie are not going to be comfortable on this offense, let alone you were already worried about ball movement in this offense because they don't have many guys who play off the ball. You know, Dinwiddie and LeVert are both guys who want to run pick and roll. Um, that's not the ideal type of player you want to have along. Kyrie and Kevin Durant, who are isolation scorers, obviously gifted isolation scorers, um, two of the best I've ever seen. But it's not like this team doesn't already have concerns about gelling on the floor, but you're also not totally bought into that structure because it seems like there's a 50% chance that James Harden ends up on this team at some point. So like, I think there's a lot of question marks hanging over. I agree. It's definitely a stay away. Um, and, and I also think having Mike D'Antoni on staff uh, might be, might, might help this team a lot. I think it will help this team. a lot. I mean, no one really knows what you're getting out of Steve Nash. At least they have a guy who's been in the playoffs now, what, seven, eight years straight with the Rockets. Um, so that I thought that was a really smart hire. Obviously, a guy who Steve Nash feels comfortable with. I think that'll help him yeah. uh, early he on. Played, but, he played for him for many years. He yeah, he played for many years. He and Stoudemire played with D'Antoni for many years. I, I like – you're right. I like the hire. Um, I, I'm, I'm not worried about Steve Nash as a coach. I just think that the – I just don't think that we should already put him in the camp of being a good coach because we don't know. So I do think no matter what, this team starts off slow, which putting them at a, you know, whether they're starting off slow because their load management, they're still figuring out their their team dynamics. They're still, the hardened trade, whether that happens or not, that's still hanging over them. So I, I believe they start off slow. So let's lean under. If they're the fifth highest total, let's lean under on that. But ultimately it's a stay away right now and zach and i are going to take a quick break but we'll be right back i hope you guys feasted on the my bookie turkey day free play that allowed users to grab themselves a risk-free bet up to 250 dollars it was basically a free shot at trying to double your money i know i did and it really boosted my bankroll really happy for that so thank you there my bookie if you didn't get in on that. What are you doing? Seriously, now is the time to get some skin in the game with MyBookie, where the odds, boosts, lightning deals, free bets await all season long. And with the NFL playoffs right around the corner, we know who the teams are, we know what they're capable of, and it's not difficult to find some value in the lines. Whether you're a first-time customer or having playing MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique profits, and contests they offer every week. So sign up or get reloaded today, find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also have a fully-fledged casino platform giving you all access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close. So you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out and you don't have to wear a mask to go into a casino. So that's nice too. Make the right play and sign up today at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code SGP to get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. So the terms are simple. You put in 200 bucks and they'll match you with another hundred bucks in your bank account. 
So it is winning season at my bookie. Come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. And now back to the show. Moving across the borough to Manhattan, let's go to your New York Knicks. I mean, I don't know. There, there's so much to talk about here with the New York Knicks. Right now, the projected win total is at 22 and a half. That's the lowest in the league along with Cleveland. That's a 25 and a half equivalent if we were going to an 80 two game series this is your team zach i'll let you get started yeah and mckee uh for behind the scenes look my computer crashed as we are about to start talking about the knicks that shows you that literally nobody wants to talk about this this basketball team <laughs> even your computer was like i'm gonna save you from talking about the knicks i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna commit computer suicide for a moment to stop you no uh, yeah his zach's computer it doesn't often happen but it did crash right before moving to the Knicks. Yeah. so that's where we're at but yeah so let, let's look at this Knicks team i mean they 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 brought in i would say the one of the most win now rookies um in the draft an older player and Obi Toppin who we talked about last time we like him for rookie of the year at seven to one um and I feel like they made some signings that are gonna sneaky play some decent minutes for them I think Nerlens Noel will play a lot Mitchell Robinson continues to struggle with foul trouble and Tom Thibodeau is the kind of coach who seems like he will play the best players I I, I hate that but it seems like the Knicks are not gonna fully commit to a rebuild. You have guys like Alec Burks, Alfred Payton, Austin Rivers, and uh, Reggie Bullock remaining on the roster from last year. Not not, not, not good, but not terrible guards in the backcourt. So I feel like there's a sneaky scenario here where the Knicks aren't as committed to young player development, which would be franchise malpractice. And I, I think that would be so annoying, but I do believe it's the direction they're going to go. Some of these guys will get minutes. I do not think this is the worst team in the league. I think they're going to find a way to at least be somewhat competitive i mean i i trust tibbs to to have some pride this has a chance to be a good defensive team you know mitchell robinson and nerlens as are both good rip protectors I, I i think they have a chance to maybe win you know 30 game equivalent or 28 game equivalent rather than where they're at right now which is worst team in the league like you said i agree i was surprised i mean i'm not surprised that the knicks wanted to bring in a, a big name coach like tom thibodeau but I am surprised he's not known for his young player development. And they're all about young players right now. Are you worried that the younger players are going to struggle because of that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's been the story with the Knicks the last however many years. I mean, people like to shit on Kevin Knox and Frank Nilekina as draft picks. But what 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 hurt those picks so much was that the Knicks always every year they're like, oh, we're going to bring a culture of toughness to the garden where you have to earn your minutes. And then guys get inconsistent roles. They lose confidence and they, they don't know what to expect. And, you know, they don't end up playing their young guys. Like last year, Alfred Payton was taking away minutes from Frank Nilekina and Dennis Smith Jr. Those are two lottery picks. I mean, I know they haven't looked so good to start their career, but I do think there's, I mean, I'm a fan of a culture of winning as well. And, you know, I don't like tanking, but at the same time, you do have to play your young guys minutes and they have to know they're getting minutes because look, keep in mind, these are, you know, 18, 19 year old kids. You mess with their head. If you make them the chosen one as a lottery pick and then slot them behind Austin Rivers. So I do fear for, I mean, the Knicks are basically bungling the development of every single one of these promising young players. You look at Mitchell Robinson's a guy who, he, he should be playing, un, like I said in our SGPN NBA uh, mock draft, he should be playing a no doubt 32 minutes a night. Um, but we have this tendency to slot veterans in ahead of younger players. So I'm concerned for the younger players. But at the same time, I think that might translate to them going over their win total if they're a little bit more win now focused. Yeah. I mean, things certainly blew up for Tibbs when he was in Minnesota because he didn't seem to gel with the younger players. Um, so, but I do agree with you. That is being the lowest win total in the league at 22 and a half. I mean, they, they won. This is a different team, but um, still some of the same players and still a lot of the same mentality. Um, they won 21 games last season and only played 66 games. So uh, you would think if they played 72 games, they would have go over that win total of 22 yeah, well, and a half. Yeah, that, that's great. I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to be better than last year. I mean, I think Obi Toppin's going to be good. I mean, RJ Barrett takes another year forward. Um, and you know, it's, it's not a bad situation for Tibbs and, um, who knows, maybe they 
are active in trade talks. Um, yeah, I definitely, I actually kind of like that over. Um, yeah. I tend to not bet my hometown teams, but I do like that over. I like that over too, just being so low. And I, I do think Tibbs will will them to 23 wins alone. And and like you said, Obi Toppin is the most NBA ready draft pick. So yeah, let's go with the over there right now. I would jump on that now um, because I feel like their team is pretty much set. I'm not sure that they have a lot more change to do, right? I mean, they pretty much signed the guys they're going to sign it and we know who their team's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think I, I like that over. It's a, that's a that's our first bet of the uh, 2021 NBA regular yeah. season. Knicks Knicks over. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> our first, yeah, I don't know if that's the best uh, <laughs> uh, the best sign of things to come. But hey, there we go. So I mean, technically, our first bet was a, a net stay away, yes. and now we like the Knicks over. So we'll go with that. Okay, moving on to the Chicago Bulls. They have a projected win total of 29 and a half. That would translate to 33 and a half in a normal season. Uh, they're tied to give you a sense. They have the same win total right now as the Washington Wizards. If that gives you any sense of where they are in the pecking order out is Jim Bolin as coach, who was just for all for everything we heard, he was just a horrible coach for that team. So they're bringing in Billy Donovan, who is great at younger player development. So I really like that hire at coach. I think that alone is enough to get them five, six more wins. Their 22 win, their 22, uh, their 2020 win total was 22 games. They played 65 games. So if they played a full 72 games, doubtful they would have gotten to the win total of that they need to this year of 30. But again, this is a different different coach, different strategy, even though they have a lot of the same players. I mean, they re-signed out of Porter, probably. They drafted Patrick Williams, who, while he's a high draft pick, he's he's known as being a real, he's a project player. I don't expect him to do much in this first season. They lost backup point guard Shaquille Harrison, but it's pretty much the same team as last year with a new coach. Yeah, it's a very similar team to last year. I think this is one that's interesting because it's like, how much faith do you have in Billy Donovan? Um, I obviously like him as a coach. They did they did lose Chris Dunn, so they lost a little bit of guard defense. Oh, I forgot about Tristan. Yeah, yeah right. um, but so Shaquille Harrison and Chris Dunn, they, they lost the, their backup guard. Yeah, so. yeah. So I think I mean I will say one thing with this Bulls team. I mean Zach Levine's name was brought up in trade rumors this year, uh, this this off season. Um, he could be a sneaky like best available name at the deadline. They could potentially you know, solicit an overpay from a contender, kind of like what happened with Drew Holiday. You know, let's say Giannis signs his Supermax and Brad Beal staying in Washington. All of a sudden, Zach Levine might be the best name available. So that's one thing to monitor. I also think, like you said, with Patrick Williams being a project, that kind of signals where this franchise might be at. Maybe they see this as a good year to sort of take a step back. Um, and, you know, keep in mind, they have a new GM in. They brought in uh, Arturis Karniskovic from Denver, so he might have somewhat of a leash to rebuild. Um, yeah, I think this is about right. I, I do agree with you. I think Billy Donovan gets more out of this out of this group if they if they keep this group together. Um, but I think that might be a sneaky blow it up candidate um, if maybe they want to trade Levine or maybe look maybe they think Patrick Williams needs thirty minutes a game to develop and that takes away competent minutes on the wing. So that that, that that's another issue I could see. Here's the thing. I think Billy Donovan wanted out of OKC because he didn't want to go through another rebuilding. He wouldn't have signed with the Bulls if the if the point is to just rebuild, right? No, that's, a, that, like, that, that's a great point. That's a great point. I feel like they are going to try to win. With, for, for better or worse, they aren't... They're going to play their best players. They're going to try to win as many games as possible. Um, I don't know if they get to 30. I... I, while I like Billy Donovan, I don't, I have yet to see what this roster can really, if this roster can really translate to actual wins. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, the, uh, is Kobe, is Kobe white their starting point guard? I mean, that's, that's also a risk. I mean, you're counting on a second year player who is thought of as more of a combo to kind of shepherd your team and you're pairing him with Zach Levine, who's shown no willingness to distribute and sort of create for others. So that's gotta be a little bit concerning. But I do, I do, that's actually a great point about Billy Donovan. I mean, 
he kind of showed last year in OKC that he's the kind of coach that can toe the line between development and competing. Like, you know, he developed Lou Dort and he developed Darius Baisley and Shea Gilgis, but they also chased the playoff seed. So I think they're going to have a similar um, type of vibe this year in Chicago, where you have this sort of Markinen, Levine, Wendell Carter, Otto Porter group that might be ready to kind of chase the eight seed and try to win some games. And then at the same time, you're also looking at Kobe White and Patrick Williams um, and saying this might be our future. So, yeah, I think I would probably lean under, but but definitely a one that could go either way in my mind. Uh, I could easily yeah. see both scenarios. Right now I'm leaning under. I, I do love – I think Billy Donovan is a great coach. He's a great coach for younger players, for development. But the thing is we're, we're forgetting that, you know, Chris Paul was a big piece of why that Thunder team was so good. Yeah. I mean, that was like having a second head coach on the floor. So I wouldn't necessarily think, oh, he's just going to do the same thing with the Bulls. So right now I'm definitely leaning under Zach Levine alone. Even if they keep him, if he's traded, if that's just, if the trade is just kind of hanging over that team, that's going to be a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that marketing can finally take a step. So I hope hopefully with Donovan marketing, we can finally show what we've all been waiting for him to show and Wendell Carter Jr. as well. Yeah. I mean, and also keep in mind, Laurie marketing is now extension eligible in Chicago. So you'll definitely want to follow that scenario. He could be a trade candidate. I mean, I, I don't expect them to sign him to anything major, but he might think of himself as that. So that's also a storyline to follow with, with that extension being available yeah. to both parties. Okay, well, with so much uh, still up in the air with them, we're both leaning under on 29 and a half. And another quick break, and we'll be right back. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If you're playing for the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. And if you're a big NBA fan, it's really fun to play the NBA too because you only have to choose five out of 10 available player props in the NBA. So what you can do is start practicing right now with the NFL and then be totally ready to get in on Thrive Fantasy when the NBA starts in just 21 days, okay? So each prop, give you an idea each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit hit the most props rack up the most points and win a share of the prize pool thrive has over fifty thousand dollars in guaranteed prizes weekly and has already given away 1.6 million dollars in cash prizes so make sure to use promo code sgp when you sign up today and you will receive an instant match up to fifty dollars on your first deposit so you can download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website at thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today, and don't forget to use promo code SGP. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the New Orleans Pelicans. Their projected win total is 36.5. That would translate to a 41.5 win total in a normal 82-game season. Uh, Give you an idea, they are currently tied with the Golden State Warriors uh, total at 36 and a half. So that gives you an idea of the pecking order, which sounds kind of crazy, but I guess maybe isn't with uh, Clay being down. They got uh, rid of Alvin Gentry, who's a big players coach. They're bringing in Stan Van Gundy, who, you know, a legendary NBA coach. Things went very bad for him with the Pistons and his last stop, but this time he is not also the general manager he's still he's not the one deciding on the players so that might help him um to not have to fill both roles last season they played 72 games so this will give you a good uh idea and they won 30 of those games i don't know if this is a better team yet with them getting rid of drew holiday so that's that's something we have to talk through now so can they win seven more games um i mean I, I guess a big part of that would be if zion stays healthy uh what, what's your first uh, knee jerk on this team yeah I, I like this under actually i think this is the bet for me um i'm just i'm not really a fan of what they did this offseason obviously you have to love the the asset acquisition in the drew holiday trade getting all those future picks but that doesn't help them this year um you know i would have liked them to either you know 
I thought they should have gone all in on offense, um, you know, with, with Zion um, and, and Brandon Ingram. I don't know if your defense has that much upside. I think they would have done better to take that Atlanta route kind of, and just say, we're going all in on offense guys like Gallo and, and bogey, um, you know, Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe are going to kill this team spacing. Um, and I think it's going to make it a lot harder for Zion to be Zion. Um, I would have even, even preferred, you know, maybe just running Zion at the center, but to not add shooting to this team, um, you know, are you starting JJ Redick? Then Lonzo's not happy. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit clunky in New Orleans with expectations. And like you said, um, you know, is Zion going to be healthy for an entire season? I don't see that. Um, I think this team is going to take a step back. The West is an absolute gauntlet. Like, you know, is yeah. it, is, is this team necessarily better than Sacramento or Portland or Minnesota um, or San Antonio? I don't think so. I think it's going to be very similar to the race for the eight seed last year, where there were a lot of similar teams bunched up. And, um, you know, I think, I think they have a, a heavy downside scenario. So I like this under, and I think, I think it's going to be a tough year in new Orleans. Um, obviously the, the upside's still there, but I really did not care for the Steven Adams acquisition uh, at all. Yeah. I, I don't like Eric Bledsoe or Steven Adams for them. I mean, they lost Derek favors. So I guess they felt like they had to replace him with Steven Adams, which was a mistake in my book. I mean, I, I like that they're re-signing Brandon Ingram. So they probably don't feel like they have to be a win now team. They have, their two stars, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, uh, locked up. So it's not like they have to worry about them trying to push their way out if this season doesn't go well. So I do like the under here. Um, like you said, the the West is a, ga- a gauntlet. So many teams have gotten better. Really, the only team that has gotten noticeably worse is the Thunder. I mean, the only playoff team that was no- is the got noticeably worse is the Thunder. So. Um, I don't see the Pelicans pushing for a playoff spot, but so I'm going to lean under here. Uh, anything I'm missing. I mean, I mean, uh, I think all- we think of their draft pick, uh, Kira Lewis. Yeah. I mean, look, I like, I like Kira Lewis. Uh, we, we had a nice cash on under 15 and a half for Kira Lewis when they took him at 14. Um, but look, is he going to, where, where is he going to find minutes? I mean, I feel like there is a lot of potential for unhappiness on this team. You have so many guys mm-hmm. who want minutes. I mean, especially in that backcourt. Now you have Bledsoe and Redick as your veterans. Then you have Lonzo, Josh Hart, Kira Lewis, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Uh, that's four guys who expect, you know, somewhat minutes off the bench for this team. Um, so I, I think, or, you know, is Lonzo going to start? He's also extension eligible. He's in that same draft as Markkanen. So that will be very interesting to follow. He's represented by Clutch Sports, so I don't think he's going to settle for anything team-friendly. Um, so I think there's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, you you know, you also have a team that showed no willingness to push Zion as a rookie. I mean, they sat him out out of precaution however many times mm-hmm. they could. So, the, you know, with this season, they're clearly not a championship contender. I don't think they'll be aggressive with him. So I think there's a lot of variables that could go wrong here for New Orleans. Obviously, like you said, their future's still bright. You know, you got Brandon Ingram locked up. You have Zion. You have those Milwaukee picks. You have the AD picks. So they're in a good spot as a franchise. I just, I thought their short-term decision-making could have been better. I mean, I would rather have Derek Favors on his money than, than Steven Adams, probably. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Jackson Hayes, they're going to stunt his development now. He was the eighth pick last year. Uh, that doesn't make much sense to me either. Um yeah, he showed a few things in his rookie season, but he's still real raw and he'll need the minutes and which he won't be getting now. Yeah, exactly. And so I agree. I don't, you know, they won 30 games last year playing 72 games. Why do we think that they're going to win seven more games? Is that alone that they, if, if Zion stays healthy, I just, I don't see Zion making a seven game swing with the roster that they've currently given them. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, great. And um, so we're going under with the Pelicans right now. Moving right along, we have the Indiana Pacers. Uh, They could not reach an agreement with last year's coach, Nate McMillan. So they have brought in Nate Bjorgren. I think I said that right. Bjorkren. He comes from the uh, Nick Nurch, Nick Nurse coaching tree. So I do like that hire based off of just Nick Nurse and not knowing anything about uh, Nate Bjorkren at all. Uh, their projected win total is 39 and a half. 
to translate that to an 82 game season, that would be 44 games. Uh, give you an idea of where they are in the pecking order. They're one game below the uh, Portland's projected win total and one game above Phoenix's projected win total. Uh, they won uh, 45 games last season and played 73 games. Uh, what's your first reaction to this Pacers win total right here? Yeah, I, w- I would lean over. Um, I-, I might even bet over. I mean, like you said, that Nate Bjorker and Hire don't know much about it, but obviously the process looks really good. I mean, if he's a league guy, those guys have seen to look good. Nick Nurse coaching tree. Um, so I-, I like that hire. I mean, I don't know much about it, like you said, but um, – he seems like a guy who might be able to maximize this defense. Um, you know, they have a lot of talent on this roster. It's always just been, okay, can you play Sabonis and Turner together? And can you get Oladipo to buy into what the rest of the guys are doing? But I actually like this team. Uh, if Oladipo gets back, just go ahead. Well, here's the, th- no, I mean, I was just going to say, like, we were just talking about the Pelicans where you said that there's a lot of potential for unhappiness on this roster. There's been a lot of trade rumors with nothing happening. I I feel like, you know, Oladipo, there was rumors of Oladipo wanting to push his way out. There's, you know, Miles Turner was bandied about in a lot of trade rumors. Is this team going to be happy? And is this team going to be happy with a, a first, is this a first year coach who's never, uh, coach profession, you know, head coach professionally. Uh, I mean, in the NBA, I guess he was a, a, a head coach in the G League for a little while. Is he going to be able to pull them together? Yeah, no, that, 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 that's a good point. I mean, I think I, I worry less about Turner. I think Oladipo is definitely cause for concern. There was obviously a lot of crazy reporting about, you know, was he talking to other teams after games about, you know, could I come play with you guys? Um, but I, I will say, I mean, I really like uh Brogdon and TJ Warren and Sabonis and those guys all at least seem to be sort of settled in I like Miles Turner too so you know they're 100 there is the potential uh for a blow up similar to New Orleans I do think there's more there as a foundation uh obviously a super stable organization that's in in the past um but yeah I mean if, if TJ Warren is, is the same player he was in the bubble I mean between him and well, that's asking. That's asking a lot. Of course, I mean, that was that was eight games. <laughs> if I'm saying compared to a what five year career so far, if TJ Warren is an efficient, you know, twenty two points a game kind of guy, I mean, between him, Sabonis, and Brogdon, and Turner, and Oladipo, uh, you have those guys are all kind of fringe all stars in my mind. I mean, I know that's that might be seen as overrating them, but they've all sort of flashed that in the past. And, on paper, yeah. this team looks good. A hundred percent. There are concerns. Uh, you have the holiday brothers off the bench. I, I like both those guys. Um, you know, I, I think, I think this has a chance to be a similar Indiana team to what we've seen in the past. Uh, you know, and, and yeah. I, I don't know. I don't foresee a step back if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess I agree with that. I, I, again, there's a lot of potential for unhappiness, but Victor Oladipo overall seems like a team guy. So sure, he wasn't happy last season, but maybe he's another year healthy. Maybe he'll be closer to the guy who was an all NBA player this season than last season. And then they they can feature him more as the star, Um, you know, with him and Sabonis being legit all-star players, they should in in an Eastern conference they should easily win 40 games you would think if they they won 45 games last year uh playing 73 games yeah i do like that over because the east is not stronger like the west is stronger so yeah and also like i mean keep if it doesn't affect the records per se but just looking at the standings i mean let's say you have atlanta slotted as the eight seed in the east I, i have a hard time seeing atlanta being better than Indiana this season, uh, even in like a mild bad case scenario for Indiana. I mean, I think, I think there is a chance of course that, you know, Oladipo gets traded. If that happens, I don't see them like making a move for the future. I mean, they can maybe gather a pick or two for Oladipo, but you still have that backbone of, of Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren um, and hopefully Sabonis and Turner in the front court. I mean, that that's solid. Uh, it's not like, it's not like New Orleans where I could really see the floor falling out from underneath him if Zion got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, 44 is a lot to ask, but I feel like their floor is pretty high. 
And one final break to hear from our friends at Ace Per Head. So many of you are probably thinking about a career change right now since it's 2020 and there's a lot of unemployment and so many things are up in the air and maybe you just don't like your job working from home and having to crunch numbers from some firm you don't care about. I don't know. I'm just projecting here. Well, why don't you start your own sports book and just be your own bookie? How about that? All right. And you don't know how you don't have to know how because Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top notch customer support going 24 seven and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Here we go with uh, one of our title contenders coming up, the L.A. Clippers. They uh, fired Doc Rivers. They bring on Tarun Liu. Uh, Their projected win total is 46 and a half. That translates to 53 wins in a normal 83 two game season that's the high, third highest win total projected uh tied with the celtics uh last season they won uh, 49 games uh and having played 72 games so they would have gone over that projected win total last season lots of player movement but first of all l- let's talk about the coaching hire do you think that that makes much of a difference i i don't know i mean i think it's I have a hard time believing that this was done for any other reason besides Kawhi Leonard wanted it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that that has to be the sole reason. I mean, I, I, I don't know much about the comparison between Doc and Tyron Lue. They're both, you know, ch- they both won an NBA championship. You could say that. I mean, so I, I, I think I like... They're both, they're both known as players coaches, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And I think Doc had kind of, you know, wore out his welcome there, obviously, with Montrez Harrell out the door, I think that sort of signified the complete Kawhiization of this franchise, if that makes sense. I mean, I think the old guard of, you know, the fun eight seed Clippers has kind of been washed out. So I like this hire. I think Tyron Lue will definitely be a, he's the best option, I think, to shepherd this team through the ups and downs of the playoffs, which is what they clearly need. I mean, I think they, they are not as concerned about the regular season. We can talk about that with, uh, with how that affects their win total. But this is really a, uh, you know, somewhat of a championship or bust season for the Clippers with with now Kawhi and Paul George having the option to become free agents. Um, but I did love the Serge Ibaka signing for them. I think that, w- that was a very, very nice pickup. Um, yeah, we can, we, let's talk about their player movement. They, they got rid of uh, Jamanko Green and Montrez Harrell, Reggie Jackson, Landry Shamit, re-signed Marcus Morris for a pretty big contract. I was kind of surprised about that. Uh, re-signed Patrick Patterson. Um, they also signed Serge Ibaka, which I think is going to be their biggest signing. Uh, Kai Bowman as a backup point guard from uh, the Warriors. He might see some playing time. They traded for Luke Kennard, which I don't know. Uh, Luke Kennard, Landry Shamit seems kind of one-to-one. I don't know if one's better than the other. You can uh, let me know what you think about that. But I think the biggest, you're right, the biggest pickup is Serge Ibaka because t- they have him now to guard be a proper to play proper defense against the big men of the Lakers and uh, Denver. Right. I mean, I feel like they picked him up more for the playoffs than anything. Yeah. I mean, Serge Ibaka, that was hundred percent a playoff move, a good move. I mean, remember they got absolutely torn the fuck up by Jokic last year in the playoffs. I yeah. mean, and I think while I don't think seating matters that much, uh, I think Ibaka does shore themselves up against other matchups, you know, other than the Lakers. I, I still think that's obviously a tough matchup for them. Um, I I, I, I kind of like this over. I mean, I think the Clippers are going to be really, really good this year. I thought they were the best team last year headed into the bubble. Um, don't really see any reason to think differently. They were affected by, you know, the bubble was weird. They, and it was a small sample size and they lost. I still think they're, Still think Kawhi Leonard has another gear to get to that, you know, we saw on his on the 2019 playoff run. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of this does fall in Paul George's lap. Like, who is Paul George going to be? Is he going to be, you know, sneaky MVP candidate in OKC, or is he going to be, you know, laughing stock of NBA Twitter like he was in the playoffs last year? I think so mm-hmm. much of this season hinges on that for the Clippers because they envision this being a true, you know a 1a 1b with Kawhi and pg obviously was nothing close to that last year in the playoffs um 
but yeah, I mean, I, I have a hard time reading them as a regular season team. I'm more talking playoffs right now. I feel, um, what do you feel about that? 46 and a half. I, I would go over. I mean, if they were able to go over that total last season, winning 49 games, I don't think that they've taken a major step back to, you know, lose three to lose three more games than they, they won last season. I, I do feel like they're going to be another. It seemed like Harold was more of a squeaky wheel in the locker room than we realized. Yeah. So maybe getting rid of him helps. Um, I don't think they lost a lot getting rid of him since they brought on Serge Ibaka. They still have Lou Williams and, and then the, they have Lou and Serge coming off the bench uh, and still being able to do that you know, a nice pick and roll like Williams and Harrow were able to do. Uh, Abaka is uh, a better shooter from three than Harrow also. So I, I really do like that addition. I don't see, I see them winning about the same amount of games, which should put them over. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think definitely worth considering that the, the Williams Harrow pick and roll was like one of their main options last year. So they do lose mm -hmm. that, um, which they did rely on, but you know, you add in some... I mean, don't you think they could replace that with a Baca? Yeah, they could replace it with a Baca. I mean, Lou Will and Harold did have uniquely good chemistry on the pick and roll. It can't be yeah. discounted. But but yeah. you also do add Luke Kennard, who has some, you know, microwave scoring ability. Uh, definitely a guy who could who's proven he can average, you know, 17, 18 points a game. So that helps. Uh, I would also... Do you think he's an upgrade over Shamit? Uh Definitely the Shamit that we saw, the coronavirus post-COVID sh Shamit, yes. Uh, you know, I, I like the theory of Shamit a lot as a 3 and D guard, but, you know, Luke Kennard is a, is a, is a good ball handler, good scorer, uh, good shooter. I think, you know, he, he has a real lot of upside there in, in L.A., especially if you have Kawhi and, and PG absorbing the other team's two best defenders. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lean over on this. You're right. I don't think the Clippers are going to worry too much about the regular season. But I, I see them winning about the same amount of games, and I do like them as a, a definite title contender. I, I think another year of PG and uh, Kawhi getting comfortable with each other. Paul George can't be as bad as he was last season. I mean, maybe he can, but I, I feel like he's he's got nowhere to go but up uh, after after being the laughing stock in the bubble. So um, I think he'll bounce back. We've seen him bounce back before, and from a horrible injury and become a sneaky MVP candidate. So I'm going to, I'm going to lean on him too. I'm going to, I'm going to guess he bounces back. Uh, anything else to say about the Clippers before we move on to the 76ers? No. All right. 76ers. I got to say huge coaching upgrade. I believe with Brett Brown uh, out and doc rivers in doc rivers, most of his teams have uh, underperformed expectations since winning that title with the Celtics. That is true. But Brett Brown never showed that he was a winning coach or that he could manage those huge personalities of uh, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So uh, Doc Rivers, definitely a player's coach. I could definitely see him bringing Embiid to his full potential. Projected win total right now is at 40 four and a half that translates to uh, 50 and a half in a normal season. They're tied right now with the nuggets and heat to give you an idea of their pecking order. Uh, in 2020, their win total was 43. They played 73 games. I think doc alone is enough to uh, get them that extra two games that would put them out there over the win total this season. Um, before we get into the player movement, what do you think about what I just said? Yeah, I, I agree with all of it. I think Doc Rivers, again, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons endorsed this hire. Also brought in Daryl Morey. I mean, he's already shown an ability to upgrade this roster around Embiid and Simmons and sort of make it in their image. So love their offseason. And I, I also like this over. I think the Sixers are going to be uh, right back to where they were. If, they were. if we recall at the start of last season, I mean, there were uh, – they were a tier one title contender thought to be, you know, going into last season. Um, I think, I think they're going to be good next year. I agree. Um, and the, the big problem, right. With the seven Sixers last season, they just didn't have enough shooting to put around Embiid and Simmons and Daryl Morey immediately goes out trades for Seth Curry and Danny green to, um, I mean, Danny green wasn't as good last season, but I can see him, uh, 
ho- hopefully Danny Green will, will get back to where he was in the Raptors uh, playoff win as far as a three-point shooter. So you have Seth Curry and Danny Green. They drafted uh, Tyrese Maxey, who I don't imagine will play much in his uh, first season, but could be a microwave scorer off the bench. They lost Josh Richardson and Al Horford. Al Horford seemed like a problem from day one there. And uh, Richardson just didn't have the three-point shot they needed to put around their two main guys. And their uh, big signing, if you can call it that, is Dwight Howard uh, to back up Embiid. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know about that, but um, I don't know if that makes a big difference either way. Yeah, that was that was an interesting signing for them. Obviously, after Dwight had tweeted he was going back to the Lakers, then deleted the tweet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think with Danny Green, I think you know he's a perfect example of your reputation as a shooter is just as important as making shots. Because even if Danny Green is like you know he's been off the last year or so, he's still thought of as a as a knockdown shooter. So he adds that spacing to the court. You know, you have to respect mm-hmm. his jumper. Good point. You have to respect Seth point. Curry's jumper. So that will open things up for Embiid and Simmons. I mean, look, I think what I love about the Doc Rivers hire, this team will have an identity again. Like they really just didn't have any sort of identity last year under Brett Brown. Uh, They came out of the process and they never really figured out what kind of team they were. You know, Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers, I am sure will change that. Um, I think this team is going to, you know, be much more sound and confident in who they are and have actually stuff they can go to other than just, you know, throw it into Embiid for a half-hearted post-up. Uh, yeah, I like all the personnel moves they made. I think Seth Curry is going to be really good for them. Um, you know, he's a flat-out knockdown shooter. That's what they've needed. Um, so, you know, you still have Tobias Harris on this team as well. You know, don't forget, don't sleep on him. Right. He's not, he has been maligned because he didn't perform up to the level of his contract. But, you know, Tobias Harris can play ball. I I have no doubt that he's also looking to bounce back. He's a competitor. He's also played the best basketball of his career under Doc Rivers, for, you know, playing for the Clippers, if you recall. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what got yep. him to the Sixers was he looked so good under Doc as a pick and roll ball handler under Doc. So I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I like this over. Um, I thought they had a really, really uh, A-plus offseason in Philly. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really like their bench right now i mean they have a lot of different looks that they're going to be able to throw people with you know they could uh play tyrese maxi at, at point guard and move simmons to the four you know tobias harris can play the four or the three matisse thibel is just a real shutdown I mean, he still has no offense but a real shutdown defensive player off the bench that's great there dwight howard come in he's shown he can come in and give you 10 minutes whatever um so yeah you're right i, I think they've had a good off season and I definitely think that they can win a couple more games than they did last season, which would get them to the over. Are you worried at all about the fact that they were such a home team heavy? It seemed like they really needed their fans. And, you know, their, 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 their splits were such, such home heavy uh, win total. If they don't have their fans in the building, are they going to be the same hometown team that they were? Um. I'm not that worried about that. I mean, you're definitely right. I just think I don't want to read too much into that. I mean, if that if that bears out, I will feel bad, but I'm not going to bank on that in my handicap. How's that? Yeah. All right. And I, another, another thing on the Sixers I will say before we move on is that I think Doc Rivers is the perfect coach to get in Joel Embiid's ear and tell him to finally yep. get in shape. Like that's been a huge issue for his team is that Embiid's conditioning has been off. I mean, him sitting out a playoff game because he had the shits was just one of the most embarrassing things I've ever, I've ever seen in my life. So I I hope that that doc rivers will, and I, I, I confident that he will, you know, improve on that. Right. I, I agree. Uh, Okay. Moving on to the Houston Rockets. Uh, Immediately. I'm going to say, I'm probably going to stay away from this until we figure out what's really going on with the Rockets, but they have a projected win total of 35 and a half that uh, give you an idea of where they are in the pecking order. They it's one game below the Pelicans and the Warriors. So that's pretty low for a Rockets team. That's been one of the winningest teams in the regular season of the last five years. Um, in 2020, they won 44 games and played 72 games. So they would easily have gone over that. The big questions there are, are we going, are they going to lose James Harden? Are they going to, uh, you know, 
who are they still going to move? And they have a, a first-year coach in Steven Silas after losing uh, Mike D'Antoni. Um, I don't know. There's a lot to get into there, but what, what's your initial reactions? Yeah, my initial take, I mean, if, if they have their same roster – hundred percent. I mean, I would say lock over, <laughs> like if you have yep. James, I mean, it's a lock over if they keep their team, but just so up in the air, I like the Steven Silos hire. I think, you know, pretty underrated that Rick Carlisle gave him credit for engineering that Mavericks offense last year, which was the best mm-hmm. offense in NBA history. So he definitely seems to have some offensive ingenuity. Not that Mike D'Antoni was lacking in that department, but you know, Steven Silas, no slouch Christian Wood. you know, he could be a really good regular season player. So, um, I really like that Christian would hire if they do end up keeping Russell Westbrook and um, Harden. I really like Wood to play the five, and they also signed Boogie Cousins, who who knows what he has left in the tank. But um, if he has anything left in the tank, I, he definitely can to win some games alone for them. Yeah, totally. I mean, he's a he's a guy who could play really well and pick and roll with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. So I like the theory on offense there. You know not sure how their defense is going to play. They traded away all their centers (laughs) and Christian Wood is not like a certified rim protector, but I will say, I mean, I'm very impressed. Well, they showed that they didn't have to have a rim protector and still win games. That's true. That's true. I I would say, uh, you know, on the, you know, off season drama front, I'm very impressed with how this Rockets front office um, after Daryl Morey leaving by surprise and they, you know, instituted a first time GM in Raphael Stone. I feel like they've handled this, very well so far uh you know there was a ton of that james harden and russell westbrook were clearly trying to cause a shitstorm in the media uh you know using all the leverage they could and this rockets team Mm -hmm. held pat and said we're waiting this out you know you're not going to bully us into rushing our decision so um very very i'm very impressed with 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 the rockets front office that the christian wood signing good value three years 41 um Mm -hmm. got good got two first round picks for robert covington um you know, that was, that was a nice piece of business. Um, so yeah, for the future, that I mean, that doesn't really, help yeah, yeah. For the future, but so just, just now. in general, I'm very, very impressed with, uh, they came into a really bad situation and James Harden thought he could bully them. And, um, they've, they've held very firm so far and they're standing up to, uh, to that trade request and both sides should, should keep fighting, but very impressive so far. Yeah, I could see this being a situation where they force James Harden and Russell Westbrook to start the season together. I don't think that they're just going to lose. They're not going to lose games intentionally. James Harden can't just sit out or or not score. So they're going to win games despite themselves, even if they're unhappy. And if they if they do move him, they probably move him at the trade deadline. And then you probably will have one of those uh you know patrick ewing theories where everybody else feels like they really have to step up now that they've lost james harden and they'll still get over that win total so if you can grab 35 and a half right now uh i would do it because you just don't know how much that is going to swing once it's locked in if harden's staying or leaving versus uh, who else, you know, what Westbrook is going to do. I think that if, once it's locked in that Harden is staying and starting the season with them, that win total could move up. Yeah, I actually kind of like this over now that you say that. And also keep in mind, I mean, if they, let's say they're on like a six seed pace or whatever, you know, going up to the deadline, that's more than halfway through the season. Then they trade James Harden. And let's say they get Karis Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie in return. They're not going to be the worst team in the NBA, um, you know, with those guys, if that's even the trade package. So, um, yeah, I think there is definitely a, a clear path to over 35 and a half here. I'll have to look in that some more. Um, but yeah, the definitely up in the air. So it's, I think it's a stay yeah. away, but you know, I guess I'm talking to myself and doing over. I can see if you get a healthy boogie cousins and even if they get rid of Harden and they're like, all right, boogie, you're our star now. Uh, they could still get over 35 and a half. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, rounding out this group of new coaches, Oklahoma City Thunder. This is a just a total change up. Uh, this team. So they got rid of uh, Billy Donovan. They brought in Mark Dignalt. I don't know anything about him. Do you know anything about him? Uh, no, other than that, he is sort of a native son of their organization as a development guy. Okay. 
Um, the projected win total is 23 and a half, which equates to 27 wins in a normal season. They're second from the bottom of the league tied with the Pistons as far as pecking order. 2020, I mean, you can't take much away from that, but they won 44 games in a 72-win season, so they would easily go over that, but they have <laughs> lost Chris Paul. They lost Daniel Gannar. They lost Steven Adams. They lost Dennis Schroeder. Um I don't know. I mean, really, they're just essentially building for the future around Shai Gilgis Alexander and Lou Dort. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think they're building around those guys half-heartedly while fully understanding that all these first-round picks are going to have to turn into their best player in the future or their, their true star. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think, I mean, they're higher on those guys, but, you know, I, I think I kind of got to go. I think that SGA could be a star. Could he could be the best player on a playoff team? Yeah, yeah, he, he he could, but definitely, I would say he has less of a chance than like the thirty first round picks combined that they have or whatever. Yeah, but just yeah. on this win total, I mean, I think I like it under. I would say their roster is a little better than we're used to for a quote unquote worst team in their conference, but like. Mm-hmm they're going to be an underdog in every single game they play against a Western conference team, I think. Um, right. So I, I think the competition is going to be really high and keep in mind, they're going to want to be as bad as possible. I, I, I know their organization has stood up against tanking. They've been, they've kind of developed the right way, but they're basically the process Sixers right now in terms of what they've been doing. They've basically traded away everybody who can get you a first round pick or a good second They've taken they've taken that deal as sacrifice a short term. So I think they're going to continue and keep in mind anybody who plays well for them and is also not a part of their future will be traded during the season. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to bring that up because they traded for Al Horford, George Hill, uh, Kenrick Williams, Trevor Ariza, you, Justin Jackson, Ty Jerome. I can see them holding on to like a Ty Jerome, holding on to a Frank Jackson, holding on to a Kenrick Williams, who are all young players who can you know be role players for you but i definitely see them trading away george hill uh al horford and trevor ariza at some point during the season right? yeah exactly i, I yeah I, I just think they're yes this win total looks a little shy compared to the roster because their roster isn't that bad on paper it's not like that horrible but but just the direction the team is going i mean i, I think they're gonna try to be bad this year and I, I can't see them getting above 27. I mean, someone in the Western Conference has to lose all these games that the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Warriors, Mavericks, <laughs> Jazz are all going to win. So, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, someone's got to do it. I agree. I agree. I don't see them. I, I don't see them being a very happy team um, with, again, first year head coach trying to manage all this tanking. Um, Al Horford, Churchill. Trevor Reza, I imagine they're going to want to try to get away from this team as quickly as possible. And I guess we thought that with Chris Paul last season too, and that totally was different, but uh, this is a totally different situation. And um, maybe Al Horford plays well enough to win a few extra games than we think until he's traded, but he might still be traded before the season begins, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think they're going to want to give him a chance to improve the value on his contract because... Obviously, yeah. he was treated as a negative value contract in that salary dump from Philly to OKC. So I could see him, look, if he has a good first 15 games in the season, you better bet they're going to be on the phones. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All right, so we're both uh, leaning over, or I'm um, leaning under that 23 and a half, mostly just because the West is so loaded and somebody's going to have to take all those losses. And Oklahoma City seems okay with taking a bunch of losses this season, right? Yep. Okay. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here on these win totals, uh, these eight teams that we talked about? Uh, no, I mean, this was really, this was really fun, really helpful. Um, you know, I'm glad to go through all these teams and looking forward to uh, going through more of them. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Uh, if you have any questions or comments on uh, any of these eight teams that we discussed in their win totals, please join our Slack, sg.pn slash Slack. Get in the NBA Slack. We've got a lot of great guys in there. Um, I'm sure there'll be some good discussions on these win totals after this podcast drops. Follow me on at on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. Follow Zach on Twitter at NBA Zach B. We will do our best to preview every team before the season starts and their win totals and get you all the futures. So lots of content to come. Basketball, give it, give it, give it the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Basketball, give it, give it, give it the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Basketball, give it, give it, give it the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.